0: Right, and there we go We are uh, now once again kicked off with another episode and uh two guys in a beer and uh, the best part of the program there we go oh i think i got a little bit over on the mouse pad but that's okay yeah, we'll, like,
1: we'll kind of it. splashed it all over here too that's all right <laughs> that's fine that's for effect
0: exactly it uh it really ingrains the uh, laptop into the program is really what it does so. <laughs> once again andy backstrom sean field here with you uh two guys in a beer podcast uh today's beer Keweenaw Brewing out of Michigan and Sean recently went there if you've seen the uh, the reel or anything that we had going on there like uh, a lot of fun to be able to kind of go on site to a certain extent
1: uh yeah I we went up there this past weekend just to try the beer for the podcast you know we've tried it before and actually Andy you're the one that brought this beer on all of us many years ago in this track area you welcome you're welcome so I thought, man, what a great beer to try. Pay homage to Andy, because he did such a good thing by bringing this beer to us. So. <laughs> so I talked to the wife. I'm like, hey, what are we doing this weekend? Let's go up to the brewery, take a video to show people, check it out, see what's going on up there. So that is what we did. I'm a little bit jealous. I, I know that you had
0: asked if I could go up and you know, I had some stuff going on or whatever, but uh, I'm a little bit jealous that I wasn't able to go with and be able to check it out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a pretty cool brewery. They actually have a production facility in South Range, Michigan. It's maybe about 10 miles south of Houghton. In Houghton, Michigan is where they have the tap room. The tap room is about 3,200 square feet, 3,400 square feet. There's two bars in there, a huge outdoor patio that overlooks the waterway that it's on. I don't recall what the waterway it is, but I think it's like Copper Island across the waterway. It's an really old building. It looks really cool. It's like industrial looking inside. Um, Along with like a wild, wild west theme, just old bricks and wood and lanterns. And it was pretty cool in there.
0: Kind of a fun, uh, fun sounding building for sure.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was right next to Michigan Tech. So when the wife and I got there about seven, about an hour and a half later, all the college kids started <laughs> filtering in. It's kind of interesting.
0: It, it is a little interesting, though, that like a lot of kids going in there that like to a brewery, you know, usually like college kids are like looking for. party or the bars or something like that but to go to a brewery you know i mean that might just be the thing that's available i guess but uh,
1: that's what i was thinking we were young we didn't go to a brewery of course they were hard to come by right but they're in there drinking craft beer and not like schmidt whatever (laughs) cheap stuff they (laughs) they don't have a bottle of boxer (laughs) (laughs) whatever they could get their hands on while i was there i found out this kbc for short was established in 2003 is when it started it started by a couple guys named paul and richard that Immigrated here from Colorado. Okay. Uh, according to the bartender there, I forget that gentleman's name, they both kind of lost their jobs. If I remember right, they said they did some like something in the oil field out there. Okay. I don't know how they ended up in Michigan, but they ended right. up in Michigan.
0: <laughs> it's kind of a... Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> instead of uh, going and applying somewhere here next door to the neighboring town, we're, let's just go to uh, Michigan.
1: <laughs> Michigan started a brewery. They are the largest brewer up in the UP for a craft brewery. They're the sixth largest in Michigan, and uh, they produced 11,800 barrels of beer in
0: 2021. Oh, wow. I think I drank probably two of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're drinking Widowmaker, it's it's pretty easy to do. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, this would be the beer fact of the day. Barrels of beer come in many different sizes, but the average size barrel of beer is 31 U.S. gallons. So if you feel like doing some arithmetic, you can figure out how many 12-ounce cans of beer Mm -hmm. are in one barrel of beer. There's 31 gallons in there. In 2018, they did sign a deal with Comerica Park, of course, where the Detroit Tigers play to distribute their beer there. The Widowmaker beer is sold in, or from this KBC brewery, sold in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota, or the the three states that it's sold, and that's it.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a... It's a fantastic beer, the Widowmaker. It's a dark ale. It is Black ale, as they say.
1: It is very good. What's interesting about it, too, is if you crack it open and you pour it in a cup, it looks like a Guinness. It's dark like a Guinness. It has like a frothy top, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, when you drink a Guinness, it feels kind of bloated. You can only drink one or two. You get it, full. Yeah. But it's, it's still a good beer.
0: Yeah, it's got some heaviness to it.
1: Yeah, this does not. This drinks like a lager, but tastes like a dark beer. Mm-hmm. It's extremely good, and of course, if you read the can right on the can, it it gives you the perfect district, description of how it tastes. Easy on the hops, easy on the palate. A light bodied ale with hints of smoky molasses and a surprising depth of malt flavors. And that part of uh, smoky molasses—that mm-hmm. is definitely the aftertaste of this beer. It oh, 100%. Is definitely
0: for sure. Oh, absolutely. And that's and the way that you describe it, or the way that the can, I guess, describes it too, is that it, like it's easy on the palate. You know, light bodied. It's one of those that, like you said, you pour it in a glass, you get it on tap, or you get it in a can, and it has that look, that really deep, heavy look to it. But it wouldn't be anything to have four or five, six of them. It's still very light with flavor. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's actually one of my favorite beers, really. It, I know, I think I say that probably every week, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a real good beer. And yeah, it drinks like a light beer. But the flavor is so good, it's almost a beer where you just want to go there and have a couple and just savor the taste. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you would want to drink this after mowing the yard and slam six in a row. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you that's could. That's a different, uh, that's the moose head. That's it, a- <laughs> right. I mean, you could, but this is more of a, you want to relax, mm-hmm. maybe light up a cigar and mm-hmm. drink a beer like this, this I- Widowmaker. Absolutely. Yeah, we um.
0: For those that may or may not know, you know, I have a, I still own the property. Unfortunately, <laughs> people <laughs> always ask me that question all the time. But uh, 2012, 2013, I uh, had a sports bar. It was open, Fieldhouse Sports Bar and Grill. You know, I was very proud of it at the time. You know, did pretty decent, but not enough to keep it going at that time. But uh, during that time. I was kind of on the forefront, at least in uh, the area that we were in, as far as wanting to bring more craft beer to the table. Like a lot of bars at that time, you know, this is, you know, 2012, there was a lot of craft that was out there. You could get some like at liquor stores, but you were still like one or two doors worth of craft beer. There wasn't a lot of craft beer out there, but I really enjoyed it. And I had done some home brewing a little bit myself. Not a lot, just a little bit drilled that hole in the yeah. hood. I think we, yeah, talked, we talked about, about, that, about that last time. <laughs> <laughs> so I had talked to my vendor about some different things and, you know, the real heavy craft, like shock top or blue moon, not exactly the uh <laughs> most craft that's out there, but uh did have some like clown shoes or some other stuff. But this was one of them that uh, the vendor suggested it to me, said they're kind of a... a little known little bit uh, smaller brewery, but, uh, you should try the black ale. I mean, I'll probably like it, but I don't know if other people will like it. And so I put it on like, sure. I'll get a, you know, it's a little barrel it's just, yeah, it was like 15, 15 gallons or something like that, not the full keg. And, uh, you know, I tried it and I'm like, this is amazing. I got to recommend this to absolutely everybody that came in. And I did. And it became, especially in that community, was a really big following of it, which blew my mind. You know, I was like, I want to recommend it to everybody. But you put a big, deep, heavy glass like that to a bunch of people that drink Bush Light. Right. The reaction's not exactly like, what be- is this? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a lot of people like really latched onto it and really enjoyed it. And uh, for a while, it was actually the – and I'd have to go back and look at the exact numbers. But it was like one of the top two or three selling beer. I had 12 taps. It was one of the top two or three. Nick Golden blew everybody away. It was the number one by twice as much as everything. But uh, depending on the month, we would sell almost more of that than Coors Light. That's so Or crazy. Bush Light or anything like that. It That's was un. Real to me.
1: <laughs> that's just crazy, and that's awesome. So it was a distributor that mm-hmm. recommended to That's how you found out about it. Yep, yeah, it, it was. It was a kind of a suggested one, but I gave him a real good idea of
0: like I like some good craft beer. I like hoppy beers. I like something with a flavor to it. Something that's going to be really good. You know, I didn't want to have like a a Guinness on tap because I knew that at least that community wasn't going to. I had it in the bottle, but on tap, I'm like
1: that's oh, going to be a waste of a keg. And yeah, that's such an, a niche type beer Guinness, you know, yes. you either really like it or you really just, no, thanks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when he, you know, like
0: that was kind of, I was looking for something kind of like that. And so, yeah, when he suggested it, you know, he's like, you should try it out. And I think he, I think he brought me like a six pack of it or something like that the week before I ordered it. But I think I called him as soon as he left and I was like, next time you come here, it better be <laughs> with a keg. <laughs> so I got that immediately. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, I guess to a certain extent, the rest is history because even the other bar in town started carrying and I think they actually still do from time to time. Oh, wow. Uh, the, the pizza pub there in, in town. But I would see it even in, you know, in Cambridge or some other cities, you know, locally. Yeah, okay. And whether yeah. it was pushed out there by the same distributor or I'm sure there's probably a sales tactic or whatever. But at the same time, like if you bring it somewhere and it sells hotcakes, you're going to tell all your other bar owners or whoever it is doing the ordering, like, hey, I have this thing. You got to try. Right, you got to give this a shot. Good. Right. it's selling like gangbusters over here. So, yeah, no, it was, um, it was uh, quite fantastic. I, I learned later on that um, the fire department that I'm on, there's a, a guy that I'm on the department with that he actually was up in that area at the time that they first opened. So oh, he was okay. like there during the grand opening. Nice. And he's, you know, like when I put it on tap here, he's like, "Oh my god, when did you hear about that? This is amazing." <laughs> he he would get that all the time, but. So we chat a little bit about that, but it's kind of a fun callback in a way.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is a really good beer, and that would have been awesome to go up there to the grand opening up there. The tap room that's right on the water—it's real nice. You know, it's right on the water. It's just—it's just, it's just a gorgeous place to go. The vibe was awesome. It is called awesome. Widowmaker. For those of you that don't know why it's called Widowmaker, you know, up in the UP in Michigan, they did a lot of copper mining up there okay. back, back in the late 1800s, 1900s. When we mined a lot for stuff, you know, now we don't seem to do that as now much. Now we just mine Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever that means. That the truth? Pretty <laughs> much mine that, yeah. Well, it was named Widowmaker. In fact, all their beers at the KBC are kind of named after different things of mining when you're up there. But at Widowmaker, actually, they named this uh, after a drill that uh, the miners, it was the first drill, air hose drill that they used for mining down in the copper mines.
0: What could go wrong?
1: Right. (laughs) I I don't know. You're two miles underground. You're pounding away with air hammers. (laughs) It seems safe to me. But they didn't have any dust masks or anything on their face or anything to catch dust. So these miners, of course, would inhale this dust from hammering away. And, well, it it killed Mm -hmm. them. So that's why they they called the drill the widow maker, you know, because any miner that was down there using the drill, they wouldn't live too long. Mm -hmm. So made a lot of widows. And then this KBC Brewing Company. Made a beer called an homage to so the Widowmaker drill. <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably
0: you know like it does have the uh, a picture. Oh, I, I'm assuming that's the drill that it does have the picture of it there on the uh, on the can.
1: Right on the can there, and of course their slogan for the beer is "Don't be afraid of the dark."
0: That's you know it's a good slogan to have. It is for this one. Oh. I highly recommend it. If you haven't tried it, uh, go and uh, try to seek it out. Usually, a lot of times they don't have. I guess I don't know that I've seen. More often than not, sometimes it'll be like a six-pack or otherwise you can get like a and a mixed pack with some of the other ones in it too. But uh, yeah, I highly recommend this, uh, the Widowmaker Black Ale.
1: Yeah, I do too. I've just seen the six-packs around me. Um, but yeah, if you can get your hands on it, I would definitely do that. You're, you're not going to be wasting your money on this, that's mm-hmm. for sure. And some of the other stuff that
0: they make is pretty good too. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but there's a, another kind of an amber-copper one. But uh, the Widowmaker is one that I always come back to.
1: What is it? Pickaxe Ale? I think think that that sounds like a lighter one. Yep. And then uh, the other one I brought that we're not really talking about today is called Red Ridge. And -hmm. that's like a blood orange type tasting one there. We'll have to try that one another time.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, this, uh, but this, yeah, the Widowmaker Black Ale is, um, I don't know, it's... Legit, one of my favorite beers. I it's I don't know. Like I said, every time if I get it when I'm going out, if people haven't seen it, they're always like, "Whoa, is that really what you're gonna you're gonna drink that?" Like I thought we were gonna have like a kind of a fun night on the town, and yeah. I'm like, "Dude, just try it. Give it a shot. Try some of that. Let it roll around in your mouth a little. It's fan- It's Yeah, fine.
1: let the taste buds take it all in. The smoky flavor, you know the the, the light smoky flavor. Everybody I've had try it too. Nobody's said no that they don't like it they're like wow this is definitely pretty good
0: mm. well and i'm also very big like well i don't really want to check like i'll tell you what, i will order one if you don't like it
1: <laughs> i will drink it <laughs> i will drink it yeah <laughs> trust me i won't let this go to waste
0: <laughs> yeah it's not just going to get dumped out that's for sure no not at all <laughs> yeah so key brewery definitely uh you know check that out like you said you can get mixed packs or otherwise you know just the uh, the Widowmaker highly recommended but uh if you're up in the uh, UP or even in the LP, do they call it the LP? I don't think they call it. That.
1: I don't know what they call it.
0: The mainland, the lower the, peninsula, the rest maybe. of it, <laughs> the mainland, yeah, the mitten. But if you're uh, headed that direction, uh, you know, stop by the brewery, check it out, tell them you heard it here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about a story about driving up there, and you'll you'll get a kick out of this. And this is more about women, I think, you know, because I'm such an expert in women here. <laughs> Right. So why is it... We're going to see our demographics change on the right. uh, podcast. So why is it any a male, a human adult male, gets in a car for a road trip? We don't need anything. We can drive tank to tank. We don't need to stop. We don't need to stop to pee. We don't need a drink of water. We don't need a pack of gum. But women, on the other hand, are completely different. Now, this is <laughs> this is what happened on my road trip this last week. Okay. <laughs> So my wife, I love her to death, bless her heart, she goes to the bathroom (laughs) before we get into the car and all that stuff. So we get in the car, we stop at the first gas station, 20 miles down the road, just to get a water, you know, fill up and get some water. Mm. Okay, great. I get in the car, I'm waiting for her. She comes out with a water, a coffee, and some sort of grapefruit drink and some Celsius can (laughs) <laughs> okay i'm like okay great so we're probably going to stop four more times now because right. she's going to need to pee mm-hmm. so she gets in the car she puts her water in the cup holder in the door gets in about elbows me in the head and getting into the back seat she pulls down the armrest in the middle of the back seat just to put her coffee in there mm-hmm. and then she sits with the, the celsius drink you know in her lap and i'm looking at her like who needs all this stuff <laughs> To drive five hours <laughs> up here, so sure enough, she hours down the road. She needs to pee. Mm-hmm. She's like, Oh, I shouldn't have drank all that much on a road trip, I know better. But here we are, pulled over, <laughs> waiting for her to pee. Let me get up there, of course, fine, finally, after a couple stops. Then on the way back, here we go again. Like, I feel this death stare coming at me from the passenger seat. You, <laughs> you know, can like, just tell, like, Superman <laughs> is like. Zeroing in with laser eyes. I look over. Here she's got an empty water bottle water bottle in her hand. She's like crinkling it like my tongue is stuck to the roof of my mouth. I need something to drink. (laughs) Not the coffee, not the Celsius. Okay. Water's all gone. (laughs) (laughs) So of course we have to stop again. Get more water. I just it's crazy. And that reminded me when I was just on the road trip a couple months ago with my daughter. Same shit like is it just a woman thing they have to have <laughs> some sort of liquid next to them at all times so like you're not gonna dehydrate the human body can go three to five days without a drop of water like you'll be fine for five hours <laughs> but no we need a water we need a coffee we need a grapefruit drink we need some more water you know she's like oh i like options well i like to get there
0: right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I like to have like a bottle of water. Sometimes I'll get two bottles of water, but I don't, yeah, I don't generally, I mean, I don't drink a lot of pop to begin with. So I guess that's part of it. And beer is frowned upon for road trips.
1: Yeah. It doesn't work out so well. Yeah.
0: But, uh. I like to have like a couple bottles of water that, you know, is available. And sometimes I'll drink some of it. Sometimes it'll just sit there, which is totally fine. Cause I don't necessarily, I mean, I'll get a little obnoxious with the, okay, we got to get like a bag of Fritos and like some other random, you're a college kid in a dorm type of snacks or whatever, but just get some of that. But yeah, my plan is unless I get super bored or like super sleepy when I got to get up and start moving around. We're going to go until we can't go no more. Right. I don't know that when we went to Chicago the one time or the uh, couple of trips to Milwaukee, like, we didn't usually stop a whole lot. No. On, you know, sometimes we'd stop, especially on the way back at, like, the Dells or something like back, that to yeah. mess around. But uh,
1: that was like a planned no, was, thing, though. It wasn't like, oh, I have to pee. I need some water. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't need it. Yeah. You want it. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel a death stare. I'm not even looking at it, you know, like just those eyes, you know, penetrating your skull. Mm-hmm. Like, I need water. Crinkling the water mouth. Right.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like a, at a restaurant if you're like raising the glass and just like shaking the ice cubes.
1: <laughs> and like uh, my tongue is stuck to the roof of my mouth. Well, not really because you're talking to me right now. <laughs> That's true. That's it. It is uh, physiologically incorrect. I, uh, <laughs> I
0: don't know. It's good to be prepared, but uh You know, maybe it's just to, you know, just need to stop and walk around a little (laughs) bit. Maybe that's all it is. I guess I don't, I don't know. I don't try to even come close to claiming to understand (laughs)
1: the other gender at all. (laughs) Well, I certainly didn't come with an instruction manual. That's for sure. That's true. I will say though, like from that standpoint
0: though, like generally speaking, Amanda's pretty good about, not that we do a ton of like super long road trips, but she's very much so like, no, we're going to go. We got places to get to. Like when we went to last year, we went to, um kentucky we did a uh a ragnar run in bourbon country bourbon trail oh yeah so it, you know, it was really cool but you know as we drove down there instead of flying down to lexington or you know anything like louisville or anything like that which we could have but it was i don't know price wise and time off and whatever it just like made more sense so we drove down there but it was god did we make it all that we left i think i don't know if it was midday or after a work day or something like that but we gave up and like got a hotel finally in gary indiana Like, we drove all the way through to that before we stopped. I think we stopped for gas or something once, but otherwise, it was nope. We're going to keep going and we're just going to plug right along. We got a cell phone, we got like a crossword puzzle or something. Who knows? And there's a nap over here for
1: me. Like, (laughs) and that's usually what we do too. Like, I'm not trying to throw my wife under the bus because she doesn't typically do that. This (laughs) is kind of uh, the ordinary thing. Usually, we drive straight through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've driven straight through from here to North Carolina and. From here to Texas and and stuff, but I don't know. I was just like thinking, like, what on earth is going on?
0: Here? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have uh, to. Anybody listening, definitely uh, check in on the comments. Give some feedback on it. Yes. Experience. What
1: What are your experiences <laughs> on that? I just had a million dollar idea. You know how? Ooh, ladies, let, me get a, let me get a pen. Yes. <laughs> the other gender doesn't come with instruction manuals. I wonder if there's an app. Mm. That says what to do. That could be a million dollar idea. There might be. Idea. What there if we design be. an app? There we go. We can just put a bunch of weird, random stuff in there. It doesn't even make sense. There you
0: go. It'd be a fifty-fifty guess essentially. Yeah. It's and two ninety-nine
1: a month. Or yeah. Two, whatever, whatever you pick is going to be wrong,
0: app. so it's fine. <laughs> 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 Something like that. Yeah. There we go. App developers, reach out. You know, <laughs> like, share, subscribe. You know,
1: drink Widowmaker while you're developing the app.
0: Because
1: that'll probably happen to us after we develop the app, we won't be around much longer. Right. We'll, yep. we'll have an accident in the house. <laughs> exactly. The, uh, we were using the drill, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he just stopped breathing. I don't know yeah. what happened. <laughs>
0: he, he, he
1: fell down the stairs. I'm not sure how that happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's listening right now and they've disappeared, clear my browser history. <laughs> so what else you got? Uh, Vikings lost. Got I uh, uh, didn't get smoked, but lost a winnable game.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch it. I was just listening to it because I was on my way back from right. a Brewery. It didn't sound that great. An interception, two fumbles. I don't know. The defense seemed to play out all right from what I heard on the radio.
0: Yeah, I was pretty impressed with the way that they, you know, I mean, I don't think that they're jumping up into like the top 10, but I think we talked previously about even if they just make a marginal into like the mid to upper 20s from 32, like just get out of the cellar and. Make it competitive. I thought that they played pretty good, but I thought that, I don't know, there was a couple of the interceptions. One of them was, it's. it felt like it was forced. There wasn't pressure on him. And he just tried to squeeze yeah. it into a window. on
1: KJ? Yeah. Yeah, it looked, it was thrown behind him. I saw the replay when yeah. I got home. It
0: looked like it was thrown behind him. And uh the fumble, I mean, Ed Ingram, like, just, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> slapping the ball out of his hand. Like, I don't. You get a lot of crisscrossing, like you're going to run into some stuff like that or whatever, yeah, we have but such it's a still terrible just
1: offensive line. Like it's been that way for years. When are they going to fix it?
0: They thought that they had it fixed with the, the high draft picks, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Ingram will be ultimately something,
1: but yeah, it's, it's I'm, just not.
0: I'm just about willing to. I mean, he's injured now, so he didn't really play most of the game, but I'm almost willing to call Bradbury a bust at this point because he was drafted. What's first, second round? Something like that. Like He was highly drafted. It was a high draft. As a center. Yeah. But I will admit, I mean, I didn't know if he was going to be a bust or not, but I remember watching that draft and I remember they picked him and all of the highlights that they showed were of him playing baseball. <laughs> that's,
1: that's a great sign right there. And I'm
0: like, guys, this might be an omen of things to come. They're not showing highlights of football stuff. Like If you're drafting an offensive lineman highly, there should be multiple clips of you just I mean, it's going to be like a three hundred pound lineman mowing over like a defensive back that makes it look way worse than it is because that's what highlights do. But you got to have something like that. You get to the second level and you took out a safety or something like that. But no, it was like him. Look at the power he has when he's hitting home runs. Yeah, that'll do you well when you're snapping
1: the ball. (laughs) I don't think that that's going to help you a whole
0: lot when you got three fifty defensive
1: linemen pouring down your neck. And he's an undersized center at that. Exactly. You know, and he's what. Last year, he played decent until he got hurt, but that was really only his good year in the NFL. I mean, he played marginally okay his rookie year on and off.
0: Yeah, he's not been... He wasn't consistent. When you draft, especially a center that highly, interior defensive line, I mean, really any offensive lineman or anybody that highly, I guess, to a certain extent, if you're drafting the first round, you're looking for a person that's going to be competing for a pro bowl. You know I mean? Top two, three, especially interior defensive linemen, you're looking for kind of that same type of production. They should be, yeah. And so just to have somebody that you can't build around as a cornerstone, I mean, I think that we got bookend tackles that can compete with anybody in the league, but you get anywhere inside there. Like Cleveland is good – probably in pass defense, but his run you're in not uh, pass blocking, but you know, he's just not hasn't well rounded out really well. And Ingram is just such a flip of a coin and he, so I don't know. It's it's tough. I don't know what you do on that one.
1: But yeah, our tackles, Darson and O'Neill are they're really good. They're definitely top of the top of the crop, if you will, for tackles in the NFL. You know, they're above average and very serviceable. The interior line is it's just awful. Uh, Did you see um, that was that free agent from Denver that we interviewed this summer, but then we never signed him. He just tweeted out at us again, like, hey, I'm still available. Right. Like his pass blocking grade was like 30 points better than both Cleveland and the other guy. I can't even think of his name right now. Ingram. Ed Ingram. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, hello, Vikings, I'm here. I want to play with you. Oh, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And we're just like, ah, don't worry about it.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I think part of it is they're probably locked into some contracts or some stuff like that. There's probably stuff behind the scenes. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It just felt like on offense, they felt almost disorganized in a way. Like, they, they would make a couple of really good plays, but they would almost try to force the ball into certain areas. Yeah. And Madison, I think, is, is still a good back, and I think he's good out of the backfield. But he runs into his own guys far too often for a running back, in my mind. He sure. ran into his own guy blocking probably – Four or five times throughout the course of the game, <laughs> and it's like Perfect. I understand that, like, if the block is moving, you're trying to get around it, or you don't want to go on the inside and you basically run into a tackle. But at the same time, like, as a running back, isn't your job to avoid running into people? I think like that's don't shy away from of. contact,
1: but like unless you're avoid lowering people. your head and going into a defender, then you hit them. But exactly, it just seems people, bizarre.
0: Like I don't know, it just felt like. I don't know. And it's, it, it's one game. So overreaction Monday, you know, like that's, that's what's going to happen. But at the same time, oof, there's some areas of opportunity, I guess is that's, that's the way that I'll, I'll word it.
1: Yeah. You know, one thing so far this year about for me, for football, and it's took me most of my life to get this way is I'm just not emotionally invested in professional sports anymore. So when one of my teams I root for loses, it's just not a big deal to me anymore. Mm-hmm. But what what, Kurt, three turnovers yesterday. I mean, I guess you can't blame them all on him, but you could probably blame two of them on him. At least. Maybe. Yep. You know, the exchange and then the interception. Mm-hmm. And then that stat popped up on the radio. I don't know if people that watched it heard it, but if you're a minus three in turnovers in the history of the NFL, you have a say, that record's not real well. chance to yep. win the game. 7%. <laughs> it and sounds we, right. We were in the game. We could have still won it, even yeah. with the turnovers. I didn't watch it. Like I said, I was listening to it on the radio, but... What did Kirk look like to you? Did he look good? I mean, he threw for what three hundred and some odd yards, and he was what thirty-two for forty-one or something like. He that.
0: looked decent. He looked, you know, he looked good, but there was, there was a couple of them that were that felt kind of forced. But really, what almost stood out to me, and I don't know if this is a game plan thing or the defense got into the backfield better than what was anticipated or whatever it was, but there was probably five, six completions to like we're going to do like a little bubble screen with C.J. Ham and he's tackled for a loss.
1: I hate those
0: plays. And it's like oh. if you know that that's going to happen, I don't know if he's trying to keep his completion percentage up for being in a contract year. You know, this is where those conspiracies start to float out there. But at the same time, it's like if you're going to throw this ball to T.J. Hawkinson and you're going to lose four yards, aren't you better off just throwing it at his feet and living to play another day at third and short rather than third and nine?
1: Well, logic would tell you that at
0: least. It just feels like, you know, like I I get the idea of getting it in space and making a playmaker or allowing a playmaker to make a move and try to get him. I would take JJ on the outside, flip it to him like yard behind the line and just let him make something happen because he's athletic enough to do that. And I'm not trying to knock TJ Hawkinson because I think he's a tremendous playmaker as well. But if he's catching the ball with his back to the defense as he's being tackled that's not exactly giving him an opportunity to make a play right. or even lower his shoulder. Like he just, you can't do anything from there.
1: Yeah. And that's <laughs> so, not necessarily him. I mean, maybe his route running, Yeah, but he's still what he's probably a top seven tight end in the end, offensive tight end in the NFL. I mean, his right. blocking is a little suspect at times, mm-hmm. but he, he can run routes and he can catch the wall. Yeah. You know? And there's some things that I
0: thought that they did well, you know, I mean, I thought that they did a very good job trying to remove uh, Jefferson from getting anything. You can't keep a guy like that down all night long, but Addison, I thought had a yeah. couple of good catches, you know, played well. Osborne was able to get into the mix a little bit, but not a lot. It felt like they were kind of going to Addison a little bit more, but that's who's open, you know, but yeah, it, it, Jefferson, it still got him opportunities, moving him around, getting him a matchup on a linebacker or something, and then trying to throw a little seam route or something. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think that the Tampa Bay defense is still pretty good. I think people knocked the oh, Tampa Bay team here. as a whole because Baker Mayfield is their quarterback. But he's serviceable enough. And if your defense he's, is good, their defense is still a stout, solid defense. Well, Winfield and Todd Jr. Bowles was is still,
1: you know. <laughs> causing a ton of havoc. Winfield oh, absolutely. Jr. He was all over the place.
0: So yeah, it's hard to. I mean, whether, I think they might be. Maybe they're the playoff team out of the NFC South because the NFC South is all kind of bad. But you know what uh, about the Saints? I'm gonna need to see something out of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for I mean, Chris Olave has done wonders for my mm-hmm. fantasy football team. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't necessarily buy them. I don't know that I buy a Carolina with the new quarterback. I don't. It just Falcons maybe. I don't know. It's the entire South is just kind of as a. Toss it up in the air, and who knows? But if you got a good defense like that, you're going to stay in games. You're going to at least give yourself a shot.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a slugfest in that NFC South, though, for sure. I don't think any any which one of them will really pull away. I think it's going to be a tight tight down there all all season. Eight and eight, nine and nine type records. You know, this right. only two games above five hundred. You know, maybe three games above five hundred. Yeah. But Baker Mayfield, he's beat the Vikings twice in his career. He's two and zero against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I think he's a little surprising at times. I, yeah. I would I would agree.
0: I think that he's he's better than what people give him credit for. He's still not a first round pick. I think he no. went number one overall. Yeah. He's not that guy. But I think because of that level of expectations, people rag on him a lot more. He's not you're not building the franchise around him, but at the same time, like I would have been, you know, if they let Kirk walk next year, if he's available, like I'd be fine with him being kind of that bridge quarterback for a year. You know what I mean? Like we have enough weapons that he can just throw it around and let them make the plays. you know, like so he doesn't throw it away to the other team. Like that's the, that's the, one of the things that he has against him, but he's not great, but he's serviceable.
1: Yeah. He is serviceable. Yeah, He can get the job done.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't get the job done, but Owen one. Philadelphia next. So, that's going to be 0-2. Yeah, and two, yeah like, it's... Like,
1: really? We're going to go into Philadelphia and win? I mean, I yeah, guess... it's a tough poll on that one. Maybe they're the Vikings of the 90s, where we just lose to the games we should win, and then we just practically <laughs> beat those teams, <laughs> right. and you're like, really?
0: Start pulling out wins against beat teams. Steve
1: Young and the 49ers. Like, why? <laughs> right. You know? And you go in and play the Raiders with... I don't even can't even think of a 90s scorer, like Jeff Hostetler, hmm. and we get blown out. Right. Oh, Okay.
0: Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just destroyed. You can always count on the Vikings to be able to make somebody look really good. You know, how many backup quarterbacks did we face last year? Then
1: <laughs> Too many. I can't even count that high.
0: It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but there's always the next week, and then eventually hockey season will be here. At least for me, that's that's what I get excited
1: so for. There's <laughs> next week, then there's next month, then there's next year. Mm. Oh, we'll get it next year. Oh, we'll get it next year. Yeah. An hour be- 40. And we've
0: gotten nowhere. It's it's true. Yeah, it, that's that was one of the shirts that was at the uh, state fair that I seen all the time. It was like just once before I die, just <laughs> once.
1: <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Deion Sanders in Colorado? I uh, I think I, <laughs> I don't know.
0: I'm I think it's fantastic. I think it's amazing. I think that he's a good coach. Ultimately,
1: clearly he is. Look what he did at with Jackson State. Yep. And now, Yeah. He lost what a couple games in three years there, and now he's two and zero and. In the Big Ten, well, one game against the Big Ten, but Colorado yeah. was in the Big Ten. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I think that it'll be interesting to see kind of how they react to losing maybe a couple of games in a row. I mean, who knows? Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll lose like one game all season long. And they'll finish like nine and one or whatever it is. But uh, I don't know. I think that I think the thing that I, I shouldn't say bothers me, but it just becomes such a. You have to have confidence in yourself. If you don't have confidence in yourself, then you're going nowhere to begin with. But if you get to a post game press conference in a game that you likely should have won anyway, and you say, You believe in me now, and then you just rant on that and then walk off. No, I still don't believe in you. Like, that's, uh, let's get you up against, like, yes, Matt Rule is still a good coach and whatever, and maybe Nebraska will turn into be a decent football team, but they're not right now. They're still not. They're, they're they didn't not exactly. Good. Colorado got so many plays. They replaced like 90% of their roster through the portal. Nebraska didn't do that. They're basically the same Nebraska that they have been for the last handful of years. They've gotten some pieces, don't get me wrong. And I think that they're still going to ultimately be, you know, maybe a little below 500, but decent and kind of building program. But if you have that type of expectation to put those numbers up against TCU in your first game, after watching what Nebraska did against Minnesota, I feel like. Yeah, you should have won that game. That doesn't. That's not. A, that's not a statement win to me. And I think that that's kind of where it's like, well, do you believe in us now? Like, well, no, <laughs> maybe eventually. But like, let's get you against somebody that's ranked.
1: That's what I thought.
0: 15-ish, you know. Let's see what you do there. You know. Let's get something going with that. But
1: yeah, that's what I thought after they're one and one. You made that comment, and it's one game, right? Doesn't mean you're. A good coach or a bad coach. I mean, clearly he's good. He's been done, done some good things, yep. but I'm like, wow, dude. He's got some history in one you know. game. Like, let's see how the season goes when you play some real tough teams. And of course, TCU was one of the top teams in the NCAA last year. Mm-hmm. So it kind of is a statement win, but I yeah. don't know how many they graduated and right. how many
0: returned, you know. Yeah, that's, and that's. I don't know. It's crazy because like that's the game that I thought was a bigger game than the Nebraska game, you know. Like because I didn't think that like for whatever reason the line was really close on that one, but I thought that Colorado was going to walk away with that one. I I didn't see that one as much of a challenge. So yeah, I don't know what, uh, what was going on with that, but it'd be like I said, it'd be interesting really to see what they do when they face some adversity because they talked a little bit about they brought in this new offensive coordinator, kind of you know just like do all of the offense. And he's what they've talked about is Dion does. Kind of what a lot of coaches should do, but don't, where they're more the like overseer of everything. They're kind of the CEO of the football team. They're not like right now, Kevin O'Connell for the Vikings. He's the offensive. There's an offensive coordinator, but he's the offensive coordinator. He's calling the plays. He's very actively involved in that side of the ball. Yeah. Of course, you got a guy like Brian Flores. You can kind of let him run with the other side and like just you do your thing, you know, whatever. And that not a lot of involvement, but really a true head coach has his kind of thumbprint on everything, but like, Nope, you're coordinators. You're kind of in charge of this side of the ball. I kind of take care of everything, overarching, with whatever. And that's kind of what the thought was going into this season. But if they show some adversity and they start getting, like, not shut out, but not moving the ball or things like that, or even on the defensive side, like giving up a ton of – does he start trying to take over some of that stuff or does he still allow – like, does he stay in that coach role or does he become more of a, nope, that's I'm taking that away from you and start – It'll be interesting to see like
1: when they face some adversity or if they do. I don't know. Maybe they'll just be undefeated. I yeah. doubt it, but Yeah, they very well could be. I guess so it's kind of a wait and see and mm-hmm. see what happens.
0: But I don't know. I mean, you bring in that many players, you know, you gotta figure you got some talent that showed looks, up out of that Shadur Sanders, I think, is yeah, yeah, Sanders, I think, is fantastic. He looks really good. Absolutely. Like, he and he's making good decisions. Like he's not just a he's throwing the ball well playing within the offense. like He's not just like a, a Vince Young type of quarterback where it's, oh, all right, all right, I'm just taking off, and or even like a Lamar Jackson, where right. he, like that's all it is, is just
1: running the yeah, ball. he looks like he can be a packet, po- a packet passer. <laughs> yep, that one. <laughs> if anybody's ever heard of one of those, please let me know. The that's the, that's the new million-dollar idea. It's uh, half a widow maker gets you spitting out crazy words. <laughs> exactly,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They should be pretty good. It'll be interesting to see, but I don't know. I like him as a coach and I, I, I do hope for some success, but just like that comment, I think that's probably what threw me off. It's just like, yeah, I mean, he has to have that level of confidence. I totally get that part of the bit, but there's also a certain part of that I'm like, okay, you got to believe that like, not everybody's just going to like fall in love with the darling because you beat somebody you're supposed to. Come back to me again. Come back to me when you you get like a solid statement win. I mean, granted, the one against TCO kind of was, but let's beat somebody. Let's see what TCU does the rest of the season. If they go around the table, then that clearly was a big win. That was a big win. Yeah. But I'd like to see somebody that like whoever, I don't know what their schedule looks like, but if they face somebody that's like five and all down the road, all right. Let's see that what happens there. They get the win on that one. Or at least play well. I shouldn't say, I'm not going to put that type of print, but if they play well, you know what I mean, can make it competitive, even if they lose, but it's close. Hey, now you've shown me something, you know what I mean? Then I start to, can change my mind a little bit, but.
1: I would almost want them to get their ass beat just because Deion Sanders' attitude sometimes. You know, (laughs) just those cocky motherfuckers piss me off, you know, but at the same time, he's clearly good at what he does, you know, Mm -hmm. so you can't get too mad about it. It's just like, holy cow, dude, like this. Relax a little bit. Show a little professionalism. I feel but like we, if you can back it up, I guess that's your personality. I guess more right. power to you.
0: I feel like we used to, um, the two of us used to once upon a time play basketball with a set of brothers that uh, <laughs> would talk a lot or whatever. Only one of them oh, could really boy. back it up. But I want, I want the other one to text me and say
1: <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, we sure did. And the one was really good, though.
0: But, and, yeah, and I don't think
1: we ever beat them either. No, well,
0: I don't they, think so. <laughs>
1: They were, in fact, a couple of years, they were the only team to beat us in at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they would only beat us in the regular – only team to beat us in the regular season, and they don't. They beat us in the playoffs. Nobody else would beat us. So mm-hmm. what do you do? Right. <laughs> yeah. <You know, laughs> days gone by. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, now we drink Widowmaker. Exactly. Yeah. Yep.
0: So, well, uh, I don't know if you got anything else. Otherwise, uh, I think we uh, kind of covered the uh, gamut of things. Yeah, no, I think I really that's some, all, all, some all
1: I got for this time.
0: Hope you enjoyed so. the uh, the episode, the uh, The proverbial like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on all the social media platforms. See if I can get all of them listed off this time here. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble. It's one that Rumble. I always, geez, I'm not real familiar with it. I got to get better at that. I'll, <laughs> I'll self-admittedly have to reach out on that one a little more. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed uh, the a Widowmaker Black Ale episode. Go out and get some. For sure,
1: agreed. It's uh, it, you won't regret it.
0: Fantastic beer, fantastic episode, and I uh, hope you can join us for another one. The uh, as I mentioned, like, share, and subscribe. But uh, mostly, uh, give us some feedback. Just uh, you know, click on and tell us what you think—good, bad, otherwise. Just give us uh, some stuff. You don't want to put it there. Just go ahead and you know, send a direct message or something. I don't know if that's an option, but
1: <laughs> hopefully, yeah, they probably can on any of the social media. And um, we're we are also now on all the major podcast network. took us for a little bit to get on Apple Podcasts. It takes a couple weeks, but now we're on everything. So if you listen on any podcast platform, we're on all of them. So it's two guys, the letter N,
0: beer. Perfect. Two guys and a beer. Love it. Fantastic evening here drinking some Widowmaker Black Ale, and I hope you can join us for a future episode.